David Eichel, HawkeyeInsider.com. Pleased to be joined by a very special guest, arguably, not even arguably, probably the most beloved kicker by any fan base uh, in the country as far as the way uh, Keith Duncan has been adopted by Iowa fans and vice versa. So, Keith, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I'm happy we finally got it worked out. I didn't want to be the one of the first guys to hit you up post-career because I kind of figured your alternative career path is a professional podcast guest at that point. So I thought I would just uh, kick it back. But, man, how are you? I'm happy to have you. Yeah, no, David, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I love I love doing these. It's a lot of fun just kind of talking around. Um, love, like, being able to express personality. That's kind of why I'm annoying on Twitter, too. So it's, it's Dude, I think, you were, I think you were one of the happiest Iowa, like, players that you got Twitter back. Because you immediately oh. just started, like, hitting off these hot takes. And I remember that. It was – KF was like, he's like, all right, we're going to let you guys tweet. And I was like, you sure? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Twitter fingers came out and about, and I was ready to get going. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun being able to finally connect with, with fans, being able to show our personality, whether it's on a podcast that you're letting us do or on Twitter or anything like that. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and I think the fans enjoy it too, which ultimately is, is kind of what it's about. Um, so, again – I'm happy to be here. What was the tweet that you got the most flack for backlash for? Cause I remember there was like a whole like three week period where it was like almost the same time every day. You just sat off and like, just rattled off like literally five words. And then your mentions would just blow up. Yeah, no, I've gotten a lot. Um, <laughs> and I think too, it's like, I'm from North Carolina and people eat differently here in the Midwest, which is like totally cool. And I'm starting to figure out that I, I like it too. Like a lot of carbs, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the pineapple on pizza one was not too well received. Which okay, I get it. Were you were you uh, pro or or pro pineapple or not? Absolutely not. Um, okay, I think what what is pineapple? Is it a vegetable or a fruit? <laughs> it's a fr- it's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> like why is a fruit going on a piece of pizza? It's like when people like I think my dad he like eats strawberry ice cream just so he can say that he's eating something healthy. I don't think it looks like. <laughs> So I think it's, it's a little confusing to me. So I have beef with pineapple and pizza. I have beef with mini wheats, cereal. I mean, I have, yeah. I have beef with a lot of things. People may say that I complain, but I just am very outspoken about my ideas. And you know what it is. You're, what it you're is. just an advocate, you know, I'm you're an, an activist. I'm a passionate person. So, yeah. yeah. You talk about people eating differently here. Uh, I mean, were you, were you a big fish guy or not? Like seafood guy? Um, the only fish I'll eat is salmon. Salmon? Yeah. I was like, you can probably get a decent meal around here. I know, like, IRP is really good. They they have a really good salmon dish. But, like, I mean, I'll tell you, if people haven't been on the coast, like, that coast seafood hits different. It really does. It is different. Yeah. And, like, Texas, I will say, like, the barbecue in Texas, it's pretty good. Um, and then going to North Carolina, it's all dry rub, which is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some Kansas City stuff. It's all right. And I know I may get some heat for that. It's okay. Um, Pops in Iowa City is pretty good. They got some good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it'd be it'd be really cool to see. Um, I think there's like a, like a Southern style like food place in Iowa City. I think that would have a pretty cool market. It's got to be authentic though, because like like you said, you you can sniff out that fraudulent stuff too. And by the way, about Kansas City. Look, I mean, they have what St. Louis style pizza, which is arguably one of the grossest things on earth. So, I mean, it's right next to Deep Dish Chicago pizza, which I'm not a big fan of. 
Okay, I was gonna say that I mean, that might. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm some feathers. Whenever we went to the pinstripe yeah. bowl, I was I was going to get pizza every single day, but <laughs> Chicago deep dish, I'm not a huge fan of. It's just. I don't know. I don't know. It's not very good, but that's just my opinion. Again, I get heat for it, but it is what it is. Here's the thing though, too. You got to realize like Chicago deep dish. I think, I mean, I like it, but you have to go to a nice place to get it. Go to New York. You can literally go to a cart and it's still going to be absolutely fire. I completely agree with you. I, I witnessed again, pinstripe bowl. I witnessed a robbery at one of those little station, uh, it was like one of the station pizza places. Comes out and just steals pizza. I'm like, that place has to be good. So I went and got some pizza, and guess what? It was good. Tipped a guy a little bit extra. Said sorry about the stolen pizza, and I was about my day. Um, but yeah, I, I'm telling you, the New York pizza is is unreal. So we could probably talk about and make an entire food podcast out of this. I, I know I got the body of. Uh, you know, a premier five-star rated athlete, but you know, I, Me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but look, man, like, so I guess let's, let's start from, from the beginning. Uh, obviously I think most people know how you got to Iowa, how you kind of got recruited. Uh, but I guess what was the biggest culture shock? You kind of maybe touched on this a little bit. What was the biggest culture shock when you, uh, when you got to Iowa and had you been in the Midwest at all before you decided to go to Iowa? Yeah, um, I think I came to the Midwest in Iowa, actually in Clive, um, when I was a kid. My grandpa used to work for principal for around 16 years, so there was some connection there. But again, as a kid, you don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the culture shock. Oh, I remember decommitting from Furman. So when I came on my visit, it was tech. I, again, I take pride in saying I'm like probably the least recruited Iowa football player ever which I'm okay with is what it is. and I, mean, I would expect it. And we're sitting outside of Buffalo wild wings in Iowa city after paying $28 for four wings. I was like, yeah, um, I'm probably not going to be coming to Furman. And he tried selling me like the Furman recruiter is like, Oh, but we have this and this and this. I'm like looking at cactus across the street. I'm like, ah, and I see airliner across the street. things. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but Iowa City. And so I ended up coming to Iowa. <laughs> and when I came, it was like, I remember driving, it was me and my dad. And we were driving down from um, like the Pomerantz building or Papa John, whatever it is, yeah. down the hill at the IMU. And it was snowy out. And we were like hitting the bricks and we were sliding down the hill. I was like, oh my gosh, where am I? Like, I thought Iowa was just like, you know, corn and stuff, right? Kid from yeah, yeah. Carolina, Texas. I have no idea. Um, but I end up coming here and it's the most at home place. I feel like I always tell my mom it's uh, it's like the South in like a certain like square footage of place. And the people yeah. are extremely passionate about what they do and Iowa athletics and the, the University of Iowa in the state. Um, and that's something that I like just resonate with. And it's something that's so cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Just, I mean, I plan on staying here after football's over. Um, so it's exciting to be here and yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to whatever the future holds. So good news for you is you don't have to worry about name, image, and likeness. So are you going to go to cactus and be like, Hey, I'll happily sponsor you since you're part of the reason why I came to Iowa city. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I thought I thought Cactus was going to be the move, but I, I didn't really go to Cactus all that much. 
Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I'm a big like, yeah, let me see. Love Bo James. Airliners, the airliners are a good place. And uh, what's another? Uh, DC's is pretty good too. So I'll shout those out. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I came to Iowa for the education. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, uh, <laughs> and the football, right? Yeah. Uh, the football, so yeah. Speak, speaking of which, so I know you, you've talked about this countless times, but now I feel like we, yeah, I kind of want you to reflect on now that it's been a few years. I mean, obviously your stock is just as far as being in Iowa and Iowa State took off after the Michigan game. Uh, when you first got to campus, I guess, what would you have told yourself like about trying to embrace that moment? What was your kind of feeling going into, uh, into that moment? Cause I feel like even if you're a seasoned vet, like for your experience, there really is no way to really prepare for that type of thing. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's impossible to simulate unless you've already experienced it. Um, I mean, I'm kicking at a high school with a couple thousand fans in it. You know, I'm thinking it's like a huge deal. And then next, a year later, I'm kicking in front of 70 to 80,000 fans and Mr. Khakis is sitting on the other side of the sideline and you just have to make a kick to win the game. It's, it's like win or lose. So, yeah, again, you can't prepare for it. I will say like that moment happened really quick. Um, but I can tell you about every single second about, you know, where we were, what happened. Um, I think at that point it was like Miguel and I, where we were going back and forth, whether it's a long yeah. field goal, short field goal, CJ had the run. And then I think it was like, Miguel goes, whew. I'm like, Oh, thanks Miguel. And so it's like, my <laughs> and I was like, great. And, uh, so I was like, okay, it's time to go make a kick. And I said this when I was talking to Kluver and stuff on the wash up walk-ons, but it was like, um, you know, if I miss, I can always, again, I'm a, I'm a freshman. I'm not established here yet. I can always transfer and, you know, find a, <laughs> find a happy place back home. <laughs> um, but obviously, you know what? I, I wanted to make the kick. I loved it at Iowa and I'm a competitor. So I, I want to go out there and make the kick. Um, so yeah, happened quick, made the kick, pass out on the bottom of the pile. I wake up and I'm talking to Sam Ponder. So it's a quick 30 seconds, but a lot of fun. And yeah, it's just, uh, again, another thing that I, I won't forget. What was, what was better making the kick or talking to Sam Ponder post game? I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll, I'll go with the kick. I'll go with the kick. Yeah, probably, uh, probably good. So obviously after that, I think, well, uh, you redshirted the Miguel took the job. I mean, I know, again, I know you've been asked this plenty of times, but I think when you experience that sort of high and that adrenaline rush and you're kind of, you know, being the man on campus, because I mean, I highly doubt you weren't the man. I wasn't here, obviously. Uh, I highly doubt you weren't the man on campus uh, at that point in time. I was I was covering Nebraska, uh, oh. attending Nebraska, FYI. Uh, right. But so I guess I guess you could probably point to a lot of reasons why you stayed. But why ultimately, why did you stay? I mean, it's not again, I think people maybe overlook this when you were talking about maybe people thinking you transfer. I mean, at that point you didn't have a scholarship though either. So, I mean, it really could have been a thing where, you know what, I proved myself I'm red shirting. I can go get a scholarship somewhere at this point. Yeah. I think it's kind of cliche, but I actually truly feel, feel this way. Just like the, like university of Iowa. So like, I just, it, like, I feel so strongly about it. I feel so strongly about our culture um, within football um, coach Ferentz, coach Woods, 
Coach Wallace, like all the coaches that have had an impact on me, even in that first year, like that tells you how much I felt so strongly about the program. Um, and I don't think transferring is like a way of quitting or anything, but I knew that I had, you know, I had the ability to kick at this level. Um, and again, just like putting faith in God and uh, just competing, competing, competing. I was able to, again, come back as a junior and win the job. Um, but I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, just the, the times that I was sitting out, I, I learned a lot more than what I did when I was playing. Um, and I, I don't think I went into that process having that mindset. Um, but then once I accepted it, it was a huge difference and helped out a lot. Um, so just going through that was huge. You know, it is crazy, too, because, I mean, I talk to basketball players, football players. They say the same thing, whether they go through an injury or not. They say they learn so much more when they understand the game at that level, but they can actually see it and start to analyze it from not just an on-field perspective, and they come back better players uh, and everything. So I guess, I guess, and we ask you, why didn't you transfer? I mean, were there actually thoughts of you? Did you actually ever think about leaving, or was it just like, I'm just going to ride this out because I'm a competitor, I love it here. Uh, or did your mind kind of kind of slip into that place? No, I mean, I, I never got to the place where I was like looking for options or um, where I texted my parents. I'm like, hey, I want to get out of here. I never, never had that feeling. Um, again, I feel more at home here than basically anywhere. Uh, so I, again, wanted to stay here. All my friends were here. And again, I knew that it was if I stayed here and had no regrets and did what I wanted to, I would be completely happy with how college ended up. And I am, and that's, that's what happened. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun to, again, go through that process, learn, find more things out about me than I ever would have if I just started for the rest of the, uh, my time in college. So again, going through that process was, was great for me. Um, football relationships uh you know everything it was it was it was huge and something that i'm so happy i went through so did you know anybody on the iowa football team when you got to campus um i did not i yeah no i i knew absolutely no one i knew no one at the university of iowa yeah <laughs> so i was it was i was showing up and i was i was a new kid in school were you, uh, I guess, okay, so who were the first people that you kind of, uh, I guess, who were the first, like, relationships that you kind of formed with? I mean, probably guys in your recruiting class, or is there an upperclassman that kind of took you under? Or? No, but it was my, I showed up here, and my roommate in the summer left after a week, so I had a room to myself, so that made it tough, too, to kind of meet people. Um, but Noah Fant lived right across the street, or right across the, not street, um, hallway, so yeah, we were we were friends for a little bit. Um, and then I ended up becoming friends with, I lived with, ended up moving in with TJ when we moved dorms. So I was with him for, uh, three years living together, Nick Neiman, Colton Dinsdale, Austin Schulte, Nate Stanley, Christian Welch. Those guys are really good friends. Um, yeah, it was, it was good to meet those guys. I have so many memories from freshman year. I always say like one of the best times I've ever had in college was summer freshman year, uh, went over to George Kittle's house and had some memories there. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I was going to say, Oh yeah. I remember that. Cause I think we asked you about some story with TJ. Weren't you talking about like TJ would like eat like 12 scrambled eggs for breakfast or something like that. Like it's uh -huh. absolutely nothing. He is like the best 
Okay. I don't want this to come off the wrong way. Love TJ. <laughs> great competitor, great teammate. Good dude. Um, but the best way to describe TJ is like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> like he is like sometimes just such a loaf of bread, but the dude is athletic and can play football. Um I would, I would literally like come home from class and he'd be sitting in the dorm room. Like we had a futon, we had lofted yeah. beds and a futon underneath and he'd be passed out with his backpack, shoes and winter coat on. I'm like, dude, just like take it off. Right. So he's, he's one of a kind. I'll say that. Um, but he was, he was fun to live with and I would, <laughs> yeah, it was, so I moved in with him and it was some adjustment because his roommate, I guess, didn't care about like a, the cleanliness in the room, but I was, I walked in, I like kicked his clothes over to the side. He's like, don't touch my stuff. And I was like, all right, TJ. <laughs> so we, we kind of, we got through the hard times, but it was, it was, it was fun. He's a close friend and he's, he's uh living a pretty good life right now. So yeah, he's not doing too bad. I will say this too. It was, it's so funny to me because like, I, I don't know TJ. I'm obviously I talked to him and he's, he's at least I, I enjoy talking to him in media sessions, but to see him go from the NFL draft when he wore the same suit as he did in the picture to watching him, I think it was on Bustin' with the boys with Kittle and just the way he looks. I was just like, man, he talk about self-discovery over the past like two years. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was prom dressed to the draft. Um yeah. you know, he, he 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 looked good. He looked good. Um but yeah, he is I mean, George is a character. I think he helped TJ kind of break out of his box a little bit, but TJ's a funny dude. Again, he's a great Great guy, great teammate, good friend. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to spend my college years with them too. So so bouncing topic, topic, you're from North Carolina, right? You were born and raised in North Carolina, correct? Born and raised in Texas. Moved in, in Texas, North that's right. You're from South, that's right. So uh, who was your childhood team then? Was it okay. Texas, somewhere in Texas, somewhere in UNC, Duke? I was, I liked, I was like all over the place. I was kind of a bandwagon fan. I like Texas Longhorns for a little bit. Vince Young went crazy, but for some reason, I loved uh, UNC basketball when I lived in Texas. Like Tyler Hansborough was like my guy, and then yeah. when we moved to North Carolina, I suddenly stopped liking North Carolina. So I had no college allegiance to any team. Like I sure. didn't really like a college team, and now obviously in, in Iowa now I'm a huge Iowa fan. So. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, I was a big UNC basketball fan growing up. I, Ty Lawson is my favorite college player I ever yes. watched. I yeah. watched him at uh, I went when they won the Maui Invitational over Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I was in the stands for that game, and I think that was the year they won the title. Uh, yeah, too. That was a squad, man. Well, you tired, and yeah, no, it's Tar Heels. It's crazy. Out of nowhere, too. I mean, honestly, there was like a three day span when like Chris Beard took the Texas job, and then. Long Kruger stepped down from Oklahoma, then Roy Williams retired, and everybody's just like, what's going on? <laughs> like, it's crazy. We don't like Duke. Yeah. No yeah. one in the state of North Carolina likes Duke. At Lucy Rodine. Lucy, except for Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying, I'm trying to retract this back. So I, I'll ask you this then. Who was the first Iowa rival that you were just like, all right, I hate these dudes? Because, I mean – yeah. Not that a short sight anything. There's a lot of uh, until you sit down and think about it. There's a lot of teams Iowa does not like. Yeah, um, I think 
it's it's different too. Like not like like Wisconsin, they're a rival, but we they play they play football like the, the right way. Um, yeah, we're similar to them, and they again are very good. And they beat us. Other than this past year, they they've beat us the last four years. Um, we respect them, and it's it's a fun game for us every year. Um, but if you go around the locker room, I think guys will give you a different answer. Some guys like from Iowa just hate Iowa State. Me, not a huge fan of Nebraska. Again, love playing them. Not a huge fan. Um, certain maybe coaches or players can irk us that we don't end up liking a team. Sure. Uh, Iowa State, I love Iowa State. I'm, a, I'm kind of a Cyclone fan. Not actually, but like when we show up. Th- thanks for giving me the title of the podcast, by the way. Keith Duncan, uh, Iowa State fan, question mark, yeah. exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's like we show up uh, and we play them. It was my sophomore year, uh, but we're like driving in. They've got a really good tailgating scene and we're driving in and we see this like nice little pregnant lady, like having a kid in her stroller too. And she looks at us and next thing you know, it's like double birds. And I'm like, oh, nice. We're in the right place. We're in the right place. And we show up and I'm wearing, like I wear long sleeves most of the games and the Iowa State fan or student section, they figured out why. So we were walking out, and it was me and Ryan Gersande, like in the back, like the specialists come out first. So we're obviously picked on first, like go figure, right? Yeah. And we're coming out, I've got my long sleeves on, and the student, the Iowa State student section's like, oh, like Keith, like you only have long sleeves on because like you have small arms. I was like, like, yeah, I know. Like, that's why I wear <laughs> So like, chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so props to Iowa State. I think they have a fantastic student section, really cool atmosphere. Um, I think they're doing good things too. So like, again, like playing Iowa state. And if you ask again, uh, I, different kids around the locker room would say different, right? Or some guys hate Minnesota. Yeah. Some guys don't like Illinois because they're from Illinois. Um, even though they're technically not a rival uh, or a trophy game, which I think <laughs> cool if we have a trophy with Illinois. Um, so yeah, I mean, personally, I'd say Nebraska, not a huge fan of Nebraska. And then it would go Iowa State, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I was going to say, it's like a tier list, right? You just make, I'll, I'll put in the graphic of the tier list. Uh, well, here's my thing, though, too. Like like you said, credit the Iowa State fan for at least knowing enough about you just to heckle you. But it's like, you're heckling a kicker about having small arms. Like, yeah, that, that's the, it's like, if that's all they got on you, it's like, that's what like really have anything on you at all. Yeah. Like, I like to chirp people. Like, I, it's, it's fun for me. And, and they're like, oh, you're a kicker. I was like, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I can that. do this. <laughs> like, I, 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 that's, that's why I'm here. Uh, so don't expect me to go out and hit people because I'm here to kick. So, yeah, no, it's, oh. it's a funny world, but it's fun to be a kicker sometimes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I I guess we've we've kind of, you know, not touched the elephant in the room for a while, so I'll, I'll get to it. Did you ever pre-plan celebrations and was the Nebraska celebration pre-planned? 
it was not pre-planned, um, but I'm glad I did it. And I kind of <laughs> wish I was more like aggressive about it just because of how much I, I wish I was more aggressive about it after this past year too. Like what happened senior year, like in pregame, like pregame warmups, which I don't think many people know about. I wish like junior year, like I would have been like on the sideline. So I wish I was more aggressive, but again, it was a lot of fun. I'm was that the uh, was that when they went and danced in the warmups and tried to that was start? The year before, that, that was, was year, that was that was Frost's first year, wasn't it? Twenty eighteen, yeah. And they come out like I don't like they're just like so fake tough. Like they come out in like skull and crossbones. Sorry if I'm like offending you or anything, because you know. Nebraska. No, oh, oh yeah, all right, no, oh, <laughs> Keith, it's okay. I'll, I'll try to suppress it. Well, I'll, I'm about to rip you real quick. So they come out. <laughs> They're, they come out like skull and crossbones face masks, like they're like hard or something. And then like, like they just get ran. Like they're just not, they're just fake tough. They love the stars and they like being recruited. That's again, my personal opinion on Nebraska. And you can tell by how they warm up like Penn state this year, same way. They were just dancing in their warm up and they're and five. Like if we did that, Oh, it's not good. Not good. <laughs> I'm t- like we wouldn't do that and yeah yeah and again you can say like this is coming from a kicker blah 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 like okay i get it whatever um but yeah no it's just like like this year in warm-ups i'm warming up and like they don't like me because i did what i did last year with the kiss and all that stuff and like their players come up and like either bump me which is like okay whatever scott frost just like walks circles around me okay whatever could care less uh <laughs> And then like their players like come up and like kick my ball off the tee. And I'm like, all right, that's not cool. And <laughs> so I put it back on and then they get in my face, their strength coaches in my face and we're having a nice little discussion. I'm telling him that his hair looks good. He's saying some bad words at me. And I mean, that's like football though. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like, that's, that's why you play football. Um, and I love it. Like I, I don't have any bad feelings against Nebraska. Like, I think that they're a good football team. I think that they are talented. Yes. But again, that's just like a rival that like, personally, I would love to beat every year. It's one of those things though, too, where I feel like there's such a misconception as far as like, I'm not, I'm not saying like local media or anything like that, but a lot of sports media in general, like, again, I'm not pointing out Iowa media or whatever, but fans and media don't understand, including, I mean, obviously including myself, the way football players and athletes are wired. There's a reason why they get to the level of success that they get to. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the mentality, in terms of the mental edge, in terms of the trash talking, in terms of the swagger, et cetera, et cetera, that's good for the game. Like, like you said, if you're talking trash pregame warmups, that's just what football is. It's not business as usual. Then you get on the gridiron and it's, there's always stuff leading up to it. Like, and that's what I think a lot of people just need to take a step back and realize this. Like, they're able, like you guys are able, I, at least I think you guys are able to separate it from when you guys arrive at the stadium and when you leave the stadium, there's certain feelings and stuff that stay in the stadium. And then once you're out, you're out. Like I know, I know players, you know, I've talked to players off, off the record when they, when they've graduated and whatnot. And they've told me, yeah, I love, I love this guy or he's a great player. I have a lot of respect for him, but then you could see them just going head to head all the time and talk trash. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like, again, like we come out from halftime against Nebraska and they had an injured linebacker. I'm not going to say his name, but it's kind of easy to, I guess, 
find out who it is. He literally left the locker room early, came out, and was like, Keith, like, you suck. Like, you're going to miss this. Like, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's just, like, fun to have those interactions with with other players. Like, when we played Michigan in 2019, um, their kicker was, like, kicking field goals on our side, like, long field goals, good kicker. One of our D tackles or someone on our team <laughs> goes up to me and like, I bet you, I bet you won't make this kick. He goes, bet me five bucks. He's like, all right. He misses the kick. And we're on the plane after the game. And our D tackles like, Hey man, like their kicker Venmo me five bucks. So like he, again, like that, <laughs> that, that, that little fun interaction is, is kind of what college is, college sports is about. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we're all working hard. We all want the same thing. And you know, that's what it is. Like, sure. There's some bad blood sometimes, but again, that's college football. And that's why people are so passionate about their university. So it, it's funny to me too, because you look at, again, I love fans. I mean, obviously it's what drives a lot of what goes on. So I'm, this is not a bash by any means, but it's always kind of interesting looking inside in terms of like the rival fan bases. I mean, we, we all know, I mean, they're talking so much trash or fights to get broken out, et cetera, et cetera. But then they expect the players to not do the same on the field. <laughs> it's just kind of funny to me. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. And uh, it's, again, that's like, would you rather have, like, people get more excited when we play Nebraska and Wisconsin and Minnesota rather than we play Miami of Ohio or North Texas. And sure. that's for the rivalry reason. Um, so, again, it, yeah, like we, the players obviously feel that rivalry as well. And there's obviously like that extra motivation or whatever you want to say. Uh, yeah. Like, Darn you for taking my, uh, my clickbait or my, uh, my journalistic stuff. Oh, there's, they're extra motivated this week because they're taking on whoever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I, I, I mean, I feel that way. Like, but again, it's not like I'm going to go into the game. Like, yeah, we're playing Nebraska. Like I'm going to kick it further. Like I'm going to, so, so before we get off the Nebraska train, I, I don't know if you've been asked this. I know you've been asked about the kiss. How nervous were you when that kick fell short this year and Nebraska got the ball back? Um, I wasn't so much nervous. Like, they weren't moving the ball really all that well. Um, I was more like I did not hit that ball well. Like, yeah. I was – I wanted that opportunity back is what I'm saying. Um, didn't hit the ball well, and I knew I could could have easily made that kick. Um, so I wasn't nervous again. I think Chauncey was the one who made the big play. Um, again, it wasn't, I, I it was remember. Chauncey. I think Van Valkenburg. Yeah. Val it, but they, they called, they called it a, they called it a fumble. I thought it was a pick, but either way, it was. Yeah. So I'm yep. happy. Um, <laughs> no, I was just like more upset about my, like upset to myself. Um, uh, but I knew that again, defense, our defense is phenomenal. So I was not stressed. I was more like, like, dang, he's like, you suck. <laughs> um, no, it was, I, I just, I, yeah. Like I wish I would have made the kick, but I was happy with how I played made four field goals earlier. Yep. Um, and we got the win. And so that's ultimately what matters. So. So, so before we get into, you know, what kind of your future outlook is and what you kind of want to do, let me, let me ask you this a couple of quick questions. Uh, what's the biggest misconception about Iowa football players? As far as like the fan base, whether it be from the media yeah. or whatever, like what, what's the. Yeah. Like I think it comes back to the social media thing and it's kind of some of the reason why like I tweet way too much. Um, I think people like may just not see the personality of the football players. 
Um, there's like the connection within our locker room is awesome. And like a lot of the guys are hilarious and have great personalities that are, it's, it's hard to see. Um, you know, we all have helmets and shoulder pads on, so you can't see facial expressions or you can't see, you know, different things. Um, but yeah, like the, I think the personality, like we have a lot of personality in the locker room, which is a lot of fun. Um, and another thing, let me think. That's a good question. Um, Say so if, if you want to round table it back at the end, we can do that too. We may have to do that. We may have to That's do fine. That. And I don't know so, if I'll anything for you, but I'll, I'll definitely think about I'll, it. I'll give you some time to ponder it. Uh, so let me, let me ask you this then too. Who, who is the best teammate? that really maybe didn't get as much playing time as in maybe a, a guy on the two deep or a starter, but who was one of the best teammates that deserves a lot of credit for just being a leader going in and, you know, doing the work. Maybe that, again, that's not been the public spotlight. Yeah. This is the easiest question you could have asked me. Um, and again, you could ask different people cause you know, we all come in at a different sure. time. Um, Austin Schulte to me is, has, is a, just a great human. And again, I came with, came in with him. He's gone through, you know, stuff in the off season or in throughout college that guys shouldn't go through and yeah. maintain just a positive outlook on everything. He is one of those guys that I could be like, Hey, Schultz, I got arrested in Ohio. He goes, okay, sweet. I'm on my way. I'll come pick you up. <laughs> like, I like the, okay, sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he's a man that'll always be there for you. Again, a great teammate. You could ask anyone on the team too. And I think they'd say the same. Um, just a great guy has battled through injuries, um, some personal stuff, but he is a good, good, good dude, a great teammate. And one of those guys that just like having in the locker room um, is, is amazing. So he's they also position dude. changed him. What two or three times in his career too. Cause then he flipped from O-line to D-line, like D-line O-line then back to D-line. Yep, he had a brief stand at O line, and then I think him and Linderbaum switched or whatever it was. Yeah, but yeah, no, he again just a, a great dude, great person, and um, yeah, he's a good friend. And I, I just thought of this question too. Then who who is the one player that arrived like right when they got on campus? You could tell like, okay, they're going to be a baller. Like this guy's a this guy's a freaking player. Whether it be like on one of the, like his first day of practice, he just makes like three crazy plays. And you just sat back and you're like, yeah, he's going to be a big part of this team. Yeah. Um, I know I, Ohio runs their system, but I still feel like there might be a handful of, uh, of candidates. There definitely is. Um, I think, again, I'm going to pick a guy in my class. No offense, an easy answer. Just mm -hmm. freaky athletic. Again, a great dude. Hilarious. Good teammate. Um, he's a dude that's like, he showed up. It's like, oh, he's going to be playing soon. Uh so he was, he was a guy, um, I think Nate too, like he also has the best dad bod on the team, but Nate was a guy, <laughs> like, good leader. And I think we, we all knew Nate was going to be, was going to be good. Um, so I, I'd single out those two guys and that's just in my class. I, I yeah. had to a little bit harder for other guys, um, in other classes. Um, I assume Tyler Goodson would probably be another one. He's a pretty easy pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna say from the outside. Uh, but again, like he, yeah, he didn't he didn't come in early as some freshmen do, so we weren't able yeah. to see him develop through that more extended time period. As you know, we were to see that with 
um, Spencer or whoever it may be that came in early. Um, and that's actually interesting too. Like my class, we had zero guys come in early and this past class, what is there? Nine or 11. The one that just came in in January. Yeah. There's six guys that came in and I think, I think two Some of walk-off. them aren't playing. I know one definitely isn't playing by no, it's just because of injury. Yeah. Uh, the two wide receivers, obviously Keegan, Arland and, and those guys. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's, it's just like crazy to see how college football has already shifted through the five years that I've been here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, but those are the guys I'd, I'd single out. I could probably give you better answers too, if I would think about it. Um, I mean, there's been some crazy, just freak athletic plays that I've seen guys make that yeah, like, thank goodness I'm a kicker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the short answer. So, uh, so getting back, getting back to you though, um, did you really put much thought in the coming back for another year or were you just sort of like, you knew that this was going to be the final ride for you? Yeah, I knew that it was going to be my last year. Um, it was a thing where like six years in college is a long time. I think it's easy as a fan to say like, like, Oh, why wouldn't you want to play like for Iowa football another year? Like I would, like, I, I would love that. Um, but you also have to think that there's, like a year is a long time. Like you go through another off season, you go through another spring ball, you go through another camp, you go through a whole other school year. Um, and again, like you're graduating at, like I would have been 24 if I would have left next year, which is fine. Like Tori's already 28. So like, I was like, Tori, I was like, Tori and you were only like a year and a half younger than me. Yeah. We're crazy both, to think about both 23. He's actually, he was the oldest specialist in the group last year, but <laughs> As a freshman. As a freshman. <laughs> he played that card a couple of times. I'm like, listen, mate, you can't, like, we don't roll that way. <laughs> no, Tori's a, Tori's a great dude. Um, no, but, yeah, it's, That's funny. it's crazy. Yeah. I, I do, I do like, sometimes I already, like, miss, like, just going to workouts um, or whatever, just, like, being in the locker room. Like, now – like the NFL group will work out a little bit later than um, like the, the last group lifting. And I'll go early just so I can have that like locker room. Yeah. Uh, again. Um, and then I look out and I see them messing around with some kettlebells. I'm like, yeah, maybe it was a good idea to not come back. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I mean, I was going to so say, so ultimately your, your, your goal uh, is <clears throat> get to the NFL then that's the next step for you then. Right. That's what you want to do. Yep, that would be that would be the main goal. Um, we'll see later this month how that goes out. Um, and again, I have zero regrets about college, which is why I'm so happy with my um, you know my time here. I've met so many great people. That networking, not only in the building but outside of the building, being able to meet people in the community, I think is just very, very, very valuable to me. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's like why, again, I, I came to a place like this was for that community. Just building those meaningful relationships too is, is priceless to me. Um, and again, if you ever see me out and about, please come up and talk to me. Love to talk to you. Um, I think some people like are scared. Like they see like people like downtown or like, they're, they're, they're just intimidated by you, Keith. That's all. Yeah. I'm like, like by yeah, the aura, the physical stature. I mean the, the whole package. Like I, know, like I know I could probably beat you up and everything, but like, it's <laughs> you can up and talk to me. <laughs> like I'm five, I'm five, nine, 175. So be careful. Yeah. Like pack a punch. 
or kick. <laughs> unless, unless, uh, well, I mean, you pack a kick. I was going to say the pack a punch. I mean, we don't need to go back to the Iowa State comment. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Keith, again, it, it makes me feel any better. I'm 6'4", 160, so I'm 165. Let me give myself yeah. some credit well, here. So, like, I hang out with the wrestlers a lot. Like, I'm good friends with the wrestlers. And I was talking to Marinelli about this. I'm like, so you wrestle at 165. Like, you probably walk around, like, 180-something. Like, I'm like, yeah, and, like, I know you wouldn't be me, but, like, what weight? Like, let's say you're talking someone in another sport, like someone that's, like, athletic, doesn't even have yeah. to be a college football or basketball player. You're just talking, like, an athlete, like someone that was good in high school or whatever it may be. Athlete's a, a broad term. Like, what do you think the weight <laughs> difference would have to be for them to beat you in wrestling? And Marinelli said like 40 to 50 pounds. But at the same time, I'm like, like Spencer Lee, like, I'm not going to wrestle that dude. Like, are you kidding me? Even without ACLs, you aren't wrestling him. No, like take his legs off. He'd still beat me. <laughs> and it, we've also had different conversations too. So I'm kind of just going on a tangent here. Do it. It's, uh, it's like, all you. Um, I think I was talking to Jake Gervas and he was like, like, yeah, oh, I can't remember what, what his stance was. So I, I'm not going to single him out because I don't remember what his stance was. But some football players like, like, yeah, I could beat Ronda Rousey in an MMA fight. And I'm like, I'm going to be out on this one. But like, if, <laughs> if you're talking to a guy like Worf, it's like, yeah, like Worf can have, he, he'd beat Ronda Rousey. Let's say you have like, um, like Amani Hooker or like Dane, like some guys that are a little bit lighter. But like, I mean, I would, I would take him, but it's, 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 again, it's different. And then you go like, would you like the, I, I don't know what the lightweight is and MMA, like featherweight or whatever. Featherweight. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think that it might be boxing, but anyway, everybody gets what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So the lightest weight class in MMA, like what would the weight have to be for you to be able to like, like, would you rather fight Ronda Rousey or I don't know who it is, but you know what I get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically what I'm saying is I'm going to stay away from Ronda Rousey <laughs> uh, and I'm going to stay away from Spencer Lee. So yeah, if, if, if we, if we want to do like a wrestling with like anyone under 141, I, I like, I, I would be so interested to go into the wrestling room and like wrestle with someone that's under 140 pounds. <laughs> Here's my thing though, too. You could not pay me enough. Like you could offer me a million dollars I'm not taking a punch from Ronda Rousey. Like I'm not, it'll cost me a million dollars in medical bills alone. I, after what she would do to one punch. I think I would take a million, but if we're like right around like 500,000, I'd pass out. I'd, I'd <laughs> no. um, yeah, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with her. She she's the craziest like ma male or female. She's the craziest fighter I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And like I tweeted, this, I think yesterday, like we got to mic up the specialists. Like, so the specialists, again, we're very efficient in our work, um, yeah. but we can't be doing things for the two or three hours in practice. Like we can't be kicking that the whole time. We're like, we're like relief pitchers. That's the best way yeah. to describe this. And yeah. So if we, like, if we mic up a specialist, like you'd be hearing these conversations all the time. Like <laughs> I know one of, one of the big conversations we had is like, what would you rather fight a shark in their natural element or like a big, like grizzly bear in their natural element? <laughs> and I would have to go shark. Like assuming that you can breathe underwater, I would have to go shark. 
Um, well, he's punched him in the nose, right? Punch him in the nose, get him in the eyeball, and they're gone. Yeah. Uh, um, and a grizzly bear, like, they're fast, and they can climb trees. So I'm out. Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah. No, <laughs> wait, wait. Grizzly bears can climb trees? I'm pretty sure. Like, they, like, run up trees. Like, they run up trees faster than what I can just run in a straight line. All right. That's not the most terrifying. That's not the most terrifying thing I've heard all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of giving you an insight into kind of how we talk at practice. Yeah. Kluver um, had some really good uh, conversations. Sleeps, sleeps got some conversations. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Who is, who is, uh, who is more uh, Australian? Sleep Dalton or Tori? Definitely, definitely Tori, just cause he's like, he's a, He's a fresh Australian. Um, <laughs> sleep was sleep was in college for like four years, and then he came here. I think he's already maxed out his his uh, his retirement funds. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's been here for a while. Uh, but Aren't, he's you can like Tori brings some like slang. I was gonna say Sorry, yeah. I was, uh, no, I was gonna say wasn't uh, aren't Tori and Sleep basically the same age too? No, no. Sleep's like 28, 29. Oh, that's right. That's right. He came around the same time, but he went to ASU yeah. first. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. He went to community college, then ASU, then Iowa. And then Tori just kind of popped right on over and he's here. Uh, um, but yeah, it's like Tori, Tori has more slang than sleep. So I'm just going to give Tori the award for most Australian. Not going to lie. I think you're right. Just based on interviewing Tori, like a few times I have, like, <laughs> it's pretty hysterical. Uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of speaking of Kluver, I, I was told I, I I needed to ask this. Uh, which one of the Kluver brothers is more athletic, and who's better? <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to answer the better question just because Zach is still young and has some <laughs> uh, has some years left on his. You can you can hey, you can take into account untapped potential. That's fine. Okay, um, just because Tyler's a, a nuisance on Twitter. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Zach, just because I can. Um, I mean, if if you have a wide open touchdown and trip on a blade of grass, I'm not gonna go with I'm not gonna go with you. Kluve uh, is a great long snapper, good friend, good teammate, but he can't score a touchdown against Ohio State in the biggest stage ever when it's right in front of him. Uh, and again. We so we we run these things called like like sixty yard shuttles. Zach Kluver yeah. is so fast and very athletic in in those. Um, and I know Kluver's going to come out and say like he broke the pro agility record. Well, Caleb has. Oh, I'm literally, I'm literally tweeting this out right now that you declared Zach Please. better. So yeah, yeah. Please continue. Go. I just yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm going Zach. He's. I, I will say Kluver's got like the CrossFit body now, but like, I'm taking I'm taking Zach. I'm taking Zach. And at at Kluver there right there too. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'll say this though too. Wait, Kluver does CrossFit. Yep, he's a CrossFit. No, I'm just, guy. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, how do you know somebody? How do you know somebody does CrossFit? It's the first thing they tell you. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> he's got like a makeshift gym in his in his in his garage, which is awesome. Again, like, yeah, look at me. I can't. I I don't really have any room to talk. So, yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you're talking crap to like opposing strength coaches and stuff, I mean, I'm pretty sure you have free free shots at a uh, at Tyler. Oh uh, yeah, I could. Again, I'm a chirper, so yeah, I have to be able to take it. And yeah, I mean, just it's yeah. 
I I, uh, I, I invite the, the chirping back back at me too. So say so, uh, you can't be declared the better clover when you trip on a blade of grass and miss an open touchdown. Yes, I'll add him too. And just tell him that when, and when he wears medium sized shorts, it goes down to his kneecaps. Or his, you want his, me to say that in the tweet as well? I'm fine with that. If you say like okay. his, like medium sized shorts go down to his shins. So. Kluver, I'm leaving all this banter in because people are going to see the tweets anyway. Really fine. And uh, yeah, I know the, Kluver, the character limit, but. So Kluver, you can't wear medium sized shorts because they go down to his shins. And again, I, I'm not very good at phrasing tweets yet. I'm still new. Yeah, it's okay. That's what I'm thinking. Like, is it acceptable? I know you're in a different position, but like my grammar skills on Twitter are not good. <laughs> so, like, is, is that acceptable to have poor grammar on Twitter? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to roll with it. Look at this way. I got an 18 on my English ACT, and I'm a professional writer. So, if that makes you feel any better, then there, there you yeah. go. It's fine with me. I could, All right. couldn't tell you what a semicolon does, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I know we have a bunch of Twitter questions here if we wrap this up. Again, man, I, I really appreciate the time. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I guess really quick, cause I know you said you want to do the NFL. Are you planning on doing any, I know maybe like kicking camps or you could do something of like that sort. So if you're doing anything, feel free to, to plug it right now. Yeah. So I actually, um, for, I'm in a sport and recreation masters. I'm getting that right now. Um, for one of my projects, I'm actually creating an app slash website plus Instagram page or whatever it may be. Um, I plan on having a, an organization, um, which I actually may partner with Kluver about with snapping. It's going to be Keith Duncan kicking, um, basically form fundamental style kicking. Um, again, my passion is kicking and I love to coach and be able to communicate with people. So anyone like middle school to high school, um, I'm going to be starting individual lessons. And then when that grows, hopefully it turns into camps. Um, and again, I've got to navigate what's going on with the NFL and um, my career there. So um, but yeah, that's, that's my passion. That's what I plan on doing. Um, if NFL doesn't work out or after that's over, I'll be somewhere around Des Moines or wherever the job takes me. Um, but yeah, I, I have that. I have an Instagram page set up. Haven't really done anything. I literally started it like last week. Um, Not going to lie. I came across my Instagram feed. That's exactly why I asked you that question. Oh, yeah. No, so if, if you're looking for the explore, there you go. I mean, it's already making some, uh, some ways yeah. apparently. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I haven't posted anything or I haven't even told anyone about it. Um, but yeah, here it is. So if you guys want to kick um, again, it's very form focused. So I want, I love like being able to try to get kids to reach their potential, um, especially in a subject where I just love so much. Um, again, it's a lot of adapting. And what I want to do is be able to tell kids more about, the transition into college. Uh, so whether it's time management, nutrition, mental health, uh, all of that, I think is huge and something that people don't take into account um, when they go into college. I think there's a big um, misperception about college athletics, whether it's parents or kids, they think that like, oh yeah, I'm a like a hell of a good high school player. I'll be there and my talent will be able to take me to the next level, which may be true. Um, but for a lot of guys, you've seen, you can see the most talented guys come in and their time management's wrong or they
they struggle in a certain aspect of family, faith, football, school, you can see if one thing goes down, another thing starts to go down. Um, so I'm, again, open book, would love for kids to, uh, you know, reach out to me, ask questions, come kick, uh, and yeah, learn more about college, kicking, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah. What, what's the, uh, what's the Instagram uh, <clears throat> handle? It's literally Keith Duncan kicking, um, no okay. spaces, just K-E-I-T-H-D-U-N-C-A-N and then kicking. Uh, again, message me, email me, whatever it may be. I'll get back to you. I don't have anything. I don't have the nitty gritty set up yet. I was doing it for a project and then I was like, oh yeah, um, I plan on doing this eventually. So um, yeah, reach out and I'd love to meet whoever it is. All right. So let's, let's go through these uh, questions. I know some people really, really wanted to ask you. So Okay. This is one of the most popular things. I think you already respond to it, but I'm still going to make you uh, ask you to do it again. The reaction to uh, LeVar Woods's response to your question that you asked Chad to ask, uh, where LeVar Woods said, we spared Keith that embarrassment of running a fake kick with the quote unquote, most athletic kicker uh, ever to come through the University of Iowa. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I will go on record here and say that Marshall Kane is by far and away the most athletic kicker to ever come through Iowa. I think he was recruited as a, like a wide receiver, a linebacker, a quarterback, and basically whatever position he wanted to play. So Marshall's got that title. Um, I just, I always like, we were in meetings every single week. I'm like, Hey, like, like Hey coach Woods, what are you, what fakes are you running this week? <laughs> like <laughs> Somewhere, hopefully, where I don't have to get hit, right? Um, but I want to score some points. <laughs> uh, so I was I was trying to get something, but, you know, we, we had some fakes up and never worked out. The Yeah, I can't spoil too much because I think we still may run some stuff. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, we had some stuff up a couple of weeks, just mm-hmm. didn't get the right opportunity. Um, so hopefully Caleb scores this year. That'd be awesome. I was, I was actually going to ask you, give us a little bit of a preview of Caleb. I know we saw him on kickoff last year, but I mean, it was interesting listening to LeVar talk the other day where he literally said he would have cried if Caleb had left because at one point Caleb did enter the transfer portal and was kind of uh, looking around, but you know, I think it's, he's come back to a pretty good situation. I think. Yeah. I think I could literally talk for an hour about Caleb. He is, if, if you put him on a, on a field, didn't tell anyone who he was, and all the college coaches, all however many FBS coaches were out there, saw him kick, they'd give him a scholarship right there. Like, that's how good he is. Um, and I'm not going to come out here and say, like, oh, he's going to go 30 for 30 on field goals next year. But he will, again, compete and work as hard as he can and be a great teammate. And I think that's what Caleb does the best, and that's why he's so good. Again, I, I think it's – like, people haven't been able to see Caleb kick – and his ability is off the charts. He's so good. Um, and again, what it comes down to is I think his just intrinsic motivation and who he is as a person. Um, he has, again, 
put me to a, a whole nother level of kicking just by having him there, uh, being able to communicate with, being able to compete with, just watching him and learning from him is huge. And again, I would not even be close to where I was right now if it weren't for Caleb. Um, he is one of my favorite teammates ever and the smartest dude on the team. Again, just a great leader. Um, and I'm so excited to see him play this year. Um, I'll be at the practice on Saturday and hopefully we get to see some, some big old kicks there too. Uh, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. So I'm excited to see Caleb play again, great teammate, great leader. Um, and coach Woods was, was right and had every right to say that he would cry if he left. Cause I would totally understand that. <laughs> and, and in the, in, in the greatest transition in the history of podcasts, Kluver's already responded to my tweet. Go figure, right? Wait, wait, Kluver uh, has a tweet. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he said, I-, "I didn't want to say anything, but it's going to come out anyway." Keith is a terrorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it. And then somebody responded, "What's he going to do? Punch your ankles?" <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I have to slap some Rogaine on his head too. I guess while we're at it, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you tweet that back. I, I've already, yeah. I've already done my job as a journalist. I stirred it up, so now it's all on you guys yeah. to. Uh, Keep it going. You did stir it <laughs> up. I'll, I'll, I'll hit him with the Rogaine soon. But, uh, uh, let me get back to my, <laughs> these questions. Uh, top Iowa City restaurants. Okay, so I'm going to go local here. Um, again, I love eating local, especially in right now with COVID and all that stuff. Um, Estella's is the place you want to be at for Mexican food. And it's not like a sit-down waitress, waiter thing. It's, it's very similar to the styles of Pancheros and uh, Chipotle, but it's actually good. And see, I'm a, again, I'm a punch guy. I've never been to Estella's yet. Oh, see, I mean, <laughs> gotta go. Like, I just I just hear this disappointment in your voice uh, just sunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm logging off right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, oh, podcast off. Yeah, I highly recommend getting steak there. Uh, so that's all I'm gonna say about Estella. Uh, I love Pullman. Uh, I think Nate Kading has some stock in there and they have phenomenal food. Uh, great food, great atmosphere, um, have a b- really good brunch. And then as a breakfast place, I'm going to throw Dandelion in there right across from DC's. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you leave DC's and like, hey, Dandelion, I'll see you guys in five hours. <laughs> so I go to Dandelion for breakfast. <laughs> I've been to DC's a few times that, you know, just a couple of times. Uh, I don't think I've ever recognized just a couple of times. I don't think I've ever seen that place. So it's a, uh, I may have to look into that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. I, I got this Twitter beef still up. No, you're uh, good. Sorry. What was, what was the best moment? Let's go on, on field moment and off field moment. You know, let me, let me reword this top three favorite field goals you ever hit. Okay, favorite field goals by far the first one I ever hit against Miami of Ohio my freshman year. Um, second one was have to go Nebraska game where and my this is like a strange a strange one for my third one um, and I'll tell you why it's my it's on that list. It was Penn State when we were 2019 we were our yellow uniforms. It was like I think a, like a 47 yarder to put us up three to zero. And I came off the field and usually it's like coach French shakes your hand. And he's like, good kick. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Thanks. He came over after that kick. He goes like, Hey, like dunk. That was like a really big kick. And that like extra, 
little sentence that he said. Like, I'm like wow. <laughs> and so that's why that one made my list. Um, just like, again, hearing, hearing that from coach Ferentz and it's like a proud son moment a little bit. That sounds really weird. So I'm going to take that back, but well, yeah, I mean, just, it could have been worse. I mean, I, I think some guys probably would have said grandson moment just because that's true. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's seriously. Actually, but honestly, like KF, like he, he's kind of yoked. Like I would not mess around with him. He's in yeah. good shape. No. Yeah. That's what I think a lot of people say that too. It's like, I mean, I mean, to be fair, like Kirk, the way he, like he does carry himself. Cause you know, you can tell somebody like that is in like their late sixties, even though they look like they're 50, you know, just being kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you can tell if their body's like deteriorating a little bit, he really doesn't show any signs of like no. fatigue whatsoever. He's got his like touch of gray going on and he's, yeah. he's great. He's looking like that one dude who was in like the finals for American Idol. Forgot his name. Oh, uh, I, 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 I'm so mad at myself. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's yeah, he's got that look. And this is Dude, again super I feel it's gonna bother me the rest of the night now. I'm gonna wake up at like three in the morning and be like, that's who that was. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> then just go right back to bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> all right, let me see. I got I know I got a few more here. I'll start. Oh, best flannel candle spot. A flannel? A flannel well, candle uh, spot. So I think flannel is like the scent at Bed Bath and Beauty Works, which is what I call it. I know it's Bed Bath and Beyond, or whatever it may be, but I call it Bed Bath and Beauty Works because they're all yeah, they're all the same. And I I have beef with them right now too because I think their candles are extremely overly priced. They get money off their brand, which is fair. It's a business how businesses work. But yeah, flannel's good. Um, I actually had these people um, send me candles from Lincoln. I th- I think their business is in Lincoln. Um, and they sent me some nice candles, pretty good. And shoot, if I would only remember the name, I would shout them out, but I can't remember. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. Just give him a, just give him a tweet later. I think it was Nomad. I think that was the name of it. I think it was. Uh, didn't you already tweet about them once? Yes, that was them. I don't um, know why I remember that all of a sudden. Looking at God, it right I spent now. too much time on Twitter. Right? Yeah, <laughs> fine. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me see. If, if you broke your putter... Actually, before the, I got to ask one more off-the-cuff question before I finish these up. Tell us the story of LeVar Woods pulling his hamstring in practice. I, like, slightly I like slightly made that up because I didn't want to actually <laughs> – he's, he's pulled his hamstring – he's pulled his hamstring, like, way too many times in, like, like certain situations where, like, you shouldn't pull your hamstring. Like, pulling a ball, pulled hamstring. I was going to bring up a time, too – we have like team yoga sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, I'll, shout out Hot House Yoga. I go there. Um, Maureen is a savage. She has just yeah. Anyway, yoga's been great for me. Core exercise and flexibility. Um, but yeah, Coach Woods like he like cramped up doing yoga in the first three minutes. Like I was like in like child's pose, and I look over and he's like grimacing in pain. What's wrong? Like what, what's going on? He goes, I got a foot cramp. I'm like, geez, <laughs> drink some water or something. Like, I don't know. But yeah, again, another coach that just, uh, I, I have a pretty good relationship, a great relationship with, and yeah. is awesome for Iowa football. He's awesome for Iowa football. I want to say to somebody replied to the tweet about you saying you tripped over a blade of grass. Somebody said, hell, it wasn't even real grass. 
wasn't even real grass. <laughs> but I will say the turf in Kinnick is like extra thick. Yeah, like it's they really pack down the beads in there, and I'm uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but Kinnick's awesome. Alternate headline: Keith Duncan hates Kinnick. Keith Duncan hates Kinnick. That'd be a good clickbait. Be a really good clickbait. Yeah, if I if I was in that clickbait business. All right, let me let me get you rapid fire here because time has gone ridiculously quick. Yeah. So my so this is such a bait question. Do you approve a pineapple on pizza? Oh, okay, never mind. On any food, any food. It wasn't just pizza. I mean, I love pineapple, but. Again, not on pizza. It's like throwing fruit on dessert. Just don't don't do that. Other than Keith, I, I, strawberry, I, I, I gotta I gotta confess to you, I like pineapple on pizza. That's unfortunate. That again, I, okay. Really, I don't. Here's my thing. I don't go out of my way to do it. But like, like, if it's there, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got the Nebraska. I'm surprised it doesn't add up two strikes don't have to three based on the two I've said. Uh, yeah. I agree with you about frosted mini wheats though. Terrible. So dry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you broke your putter on the front nine, what club would you putt with the rest of the way? Uh, definitely my three hybrid. I actually just got done golfing at Brown Deer. As we were leaving the 18th hole, like I had a pretty good chip. And I almost chipped in from however yards out. And the guy's teeing off, like as you passed 18, the guy's teeing off over us. He goes, you're a better golfer than kicker. And I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad, but at least I'm doing something good. <laughs> so yeah. No, yeah I'm a big golfer. Like, I go with my, my little three hybrid. It's like, uh, what's his name? I don't know. It's like in the masters, he broke his putter and he was like in contention. Oh. Him, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I, I know. Yeah. He, I remember that. He finished up to like the last four holes putting with his hybrid. I'm like, that's sweet. That's smart. I didn't, I, I have a couple of hybrids in my bag. I, I mean, I would probably go, I would probably have said my, like my nine iron, but hybrid probably makes a lot more sense in some regards though, too. Yeah. Or maybe just a, a flat three iron. I don't know. Yeah. Well, haven't been in that situation. So. Uh, odds of a future in WWE. Oh, gosh. WWE. I mean, again, I don't know if there's like a. a Put you and Spencer. <laughs> Yeah. Is there a youth league? Um, Cause if there is, then I guess I'd be in, but you know, guys like big E like would just absolutely throw me out of the ring. Like, come on. So I'm going to have to go. No, I'm going to have to go. No on WWE. Uh, does he have any other kitchen hacks to share on TikTok? I don't know if that's a I thing you do that. or not. Um, I, I shared one and apparently everyone already knew about it. Um, but I saw this so much one. Be an original. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I saw this one, like an egg one. I should probably show TJ. If you just drop it like a foot from the pan, you just pick the shell up, and there's no shell, and it's an easy egg crack for your pan. Sorry, um, I'm actually gonna use that. Yeah, I'll, I I can't like show you guys right now, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, let me let me see here. I, I only got oh yeah, okay. Who is who is the most difficult hostile crowd to kick in front of? Because somebody wanted to know what your mental approach was going into like like Memorial Stadium or somewhere like that. Who is the like the most hostile crowd you ever kicked in front of? This is gonna be like so crazy, but I'm gonna say Rutgers. And not because of the amount of people, 
but like those Jersey people are just ruthless and mean. <laughs> and it was also like, like my freshman year, um, I was like kicking on the net. And I don't know if you guys have seen Happy Gilmore, but I was kicking in the net. This one fan, this like total Italian dude, every time I kicked, he'd be like, jackass. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and that got in my head a little bit, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, so I'd go like Rutgers as in fan hostility. Um, and that was one fan. So again, I could be totally off. Um, Penn State was the loudest and coolest place I've ever played in. Michigan was lame, boring, was not loud. And I see Wisconsin's all right. Again, when, when you play like on, like on the field, the, the distance from sideline to player makes a huge difference or uh, sorry, stands to player. Uh, sure. You know, like Michigan has like a track or whatever it may be. So it's, it's just not loud. Um, yeah, that's and, why a lot of opposing fans say Kinnick's one of the hardest places to play is because they're literally right on top of you when you're on the bench. Definitely. I had a buddy who was a backup kicker. Um, I pit when Marshall Kane hit the game winner. He, he said, Iowa was like, he was like, he's like, yeah, the Iowa fans are the nicest and meanest people I've ever come across. Like during the <laughs> game, they would just yell some just mean things at me. But after the game, it'd be like, like, Hey, I hope you guys do well. Like, nice to like thanks for coming like you guys are good like all that stuff i'm neat i love i love it yeah. um i mean when fans are on you it's they're they're kind of part of the game at that point so my final question for i totally wrap this up is i know i jumped topic topic here when did you realize there was still time on the clock when you after you hit the kiss against nebraska i think i did uh i I like, I, I think I knew like, oh, there could be time on the clock, but at that point, like I could care less, like, <laughs> like sweet. They gave us 15 yard penalty. And like Scott Frost was like upset about that. Like Scott, what's that going to do for you? Like, you're still going to have to return this kick for a touchdown. Like, come on. Um, but no, yeah, I was celebrating either way. And then worse came over and bodyguarded me out to the other <laughs> side. I was gonna say, uh, same. You learned your lesson. You learned, you learned your lesson about not diving, though. Either did not dive, and if I did dive when we played in Nebraska, it'd have been very awkward because no one was there. <laughs> uh, it would have been awkward. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Keith. I, this went a bit longer than I thought, but I I really appreciate you swinging by, uh, sharing some insight. Uh, I know I can say this probably. Don't think you're going to be forgotten anytime soon by uh by Iowa fans. A lot of your kicks will uh go down go down forever. And you know, I know a lot of people were really bummed out when you didn't want to do your uh sixth year of eligibility. You didn't want to just settles it or potentially join Bohan in it. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I I again, I really appreciate you hopping on. We'll uh, we'll have to do this down the road. Hopefully, after you pick up an NFL contract. Best of luck with that too. Yeah, no, thank you very much for coming on. Again, I love doing these. It's been a lot of fun for me. I could talk for two more hours, but people would get bored. So <laughs> thank you, David, for having me on. So. All right. Hey, guys, uh, again, a new episode of Stormcast. We'll have one post-game, well, post-practice Saturday. And next week's guest is to be announced, but I think a lot of people are going to be really, really hyped up about it, so stay tuned for that. Again, HawkeyeInsider.com. And if you want to follow Keith, 
on in, on Twitter. It's Keith D U N C three, and then what would you say it was uh, Keith Duncan kicking on Instagram is what you're yeah, trying to start up. Instagram is the same as my Twitter, and then just Keith Duncan kicking is my the business um, side of Instagram that I plan on starting. Soon. Perfect. So. And David Eichel, Keith Duncan, Swarmcast. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you in a few days. Thanks. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season, streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus.